Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. I'm going to talk to you about the Prince of Peace. And really just start starting, as we all know, there's loads of restlessness in the world, isn't it? It's like one thing, I said that, none of you can disagree, it's like there's loads of restlessness. We're all restless to a degree. And I think there's a lot of stuff in society that doesn't help that. 24-hour news doesn't help that. Social media doesn't help that. Everyone's looking for this story, and it's not always a story. It's just that there's nothing else going on, and, but we're, there's a restlessness that's going on. So it's difficult to find peace. And many of us, we struggle with anxiety, we struggle with depression, we struggle with, with restlessness, turmoil inside of our heads, and we can't escape it. The reason that we can't escape it is because it's in here, not out there. Have you ever been somewhere that's really, really tranquil and beautiful and like peaceful, but your mind's raging, yeah. and you just can't, <coughs> you know, you've come there to switch off, and, and you can't because, because it's not what's out there, it's what's within, and vice versa, you could be in the busiest place in the world in... Uh, you know, Times Square in New York or wherever it is and, and you could just be so peaceful yeah. because there's bustle around but you've got peace yeah. that's what we're looking at because God wants to bring us peace did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. because we've lost our peace Yeah, everyone agree we've lost our peace? Yeah. peace, not peace but <laughs> peace it's like mints and mints yeah? you don't know which one I'm talking about <laughs> anyway today I want to talk tonight talk to you about how we find lasting peace lasting peace so in the Old Testament, in the book of Isaiah, in chapter 9, Isaiah was a prophet. And before Jesus was born, hundreds of years before Jesus was born, he described who Jesus was going to be. And he said this, it said, for, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end these are big names these are big names that he's been called big titles wonderful counselor it's the only place in the bible you'll find the word counselor Mm. wonderful counselor if you want a counselor jesus is the wonderful counselor Mm. we always have this saying in our church how many of us go to him (laughs) or do we just like put on facebook i'm feeling a bit unhappy i'm not here to you know ram anything down your throats like that tonight just saying (laughs) just just feedback (laughs) prince of peace and then he says, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. And you're like, okay, greatness of his government and his peace, there'll be no end. I can understand that. When's it going to start? Because <laughs> the world right now is not so peaceful, yeah? Um, you know, Jesus kind of, we've been waiting 2,000 odd years for this government of peace that you said will never end. We're waiting for it to start. And you know, Jesus' plan isn't to take over our government. He's not suddenly going to pop up next month or whenever we have an election. Labour Party, Conservative Party, Jesus Party. <laughs> Matthew the tax collector, Chancellor of the Exchequer. This is their ticket. What's the stance on Brexit? They don't have one because they're above it. It's, it. it's so small in the consideration of it all. That's not what they're talking about. Jesus is, wants to build a government of peace inside our hearts. Inner peace. Who loves inner peace? It's a big thing. Put it on all celebrity interviews. Anyone, everyone's looking for inner peace, yeah? yeah? Inner peace. We all know it's a good thing. We, we all know it's a thing that we long for because if we have peace within us, it will transform the world around us. Mm. And Jesus came to give us internal peace, that peace that we all need. And who knows that it's difficult to find it, 
you go looking for peace, you can't go and buy it. If you, only if you could go buy Sainsbury's, like a kilo of peace or whatever. I mean, I'm t- not talking drugs here, <laughs> like, um, but like, um, but you could just go and buy some some peace. Yeah, it's not that easy. You can't buy it. We look around us. We're always at war. We're always at a conflict. It said that I think five years ago, when we pulled out of Afghanistan as a British army, it was the first time in over a hundred years that the British army had not been at war every day for over 100 years. That just the British army, not the Russians, not the Americans, not all these other ones, but just us <laughs> as Brits, had been at war in conflict for every day for over 100 years consecutively. And that's huge, isn't it? You think, we're just always at war, but we don't realise. But And I guess you could say, well, there was Northern Ireland and all that, but yeah, you get the gist, there's always something going on. Sorry, I did history at uni, by the way. <laughs> so if I get a bit hist- historical, it's a really useful um, degree for something. Um, <laughs> I now work for the Environment Agency in weather forecasting and, uh, and make sure this river behaves itself as best as it does. And um, uh, it history has nothing to do with it, anyway. <laughs> it's just irre- but it's good, it's good study. Anyway, <laughs> it's not just military conflict that goes on. There's turmoil and conflict in every aspect of society, isn't there? Yeah. You see it now in society. Like we've I read it somewhere in, in a great book where he said in, in terms of like what's going on in society with... With, um, with politics, with, with Brexit, you're either in or you're out. Um, you're either for or against everything. There's left and there's right. And what we've lost is the up and down. Everything's left or right. There's no up or down anymore. Or and there's no middle. It's all this way, it's that way. It's, it's compact. Everyone's like factions. And who like, you know, if you go to uni, you go debating societies, you know, the debates, never, no one's ever had their mind changed by debate. It just <laughs> strengthens your view yeah. even more. But we've become so good at war, we can't even do it anymore because we could wipe out the planet like that. So like, that's how good at at war we've become. We've become so advanced that we can send people to the moon, we can send (laughs) people to the farthest reaches of the earth, we can send people to the bottoms of the ocean, well not quite the bottoms, we can send, we can create artificial intelligence, but we can't create inner peace. It eludes us, because the biggest war there is, is not the war on terror, it's not a war on um, global warming or climate change or anything like that, all, all big things that are going on hear me right, but it's the war for our hearts yeah. the human heart because we're full of turmoil and chaos yeah. and doubt and Isaiah said that Jesus is the wonderful counsellor he's the prince of peace and in Hebrew, that's what the Old Testament was written in the word is shalom you know that word, Jewish word, just say shalom, shalom. so sh- every, I, I initially thought shalom was like that's what you say as a greeting yeah, it's like shalom. Yeah, shalom. It's but what it means, if you look it up in the dictionary, the biggest definition of it is complete peace. So when they say shalom, they're meaning peace. Because English, we don't have enough like definitions for a lot of these words. So when you go into the old languages, you can find out that they mean this, this, and this. So what they're saying, shalom is just biggest peace, complete peace, deep, complete peace. You can have all the wealth in the world, as we know, but that won't give you inner peace. To all these people that have, have won millions of pounds on a lottery, people that have, that Mike Tyson, the boxer, if, you, if you're aware of him, who's think pretty much bankrupt and had millions, but it's just restlessness, restlessness, looking for, for the next thing and just, just, it's all gone because he doesn't have peace. Status does not give you peace. How many likes you get on Instagram <laughs> does not give you peace. It's a short term, it's serotonin that clicks in and it's like, it's nice because it's like to be like, doesn't give you peace long term. We just sang that song, Tremble. That last song, 
and some of you are maybe like the, the guy who wrote the song or the girl who wrote the song, don't know who it was, <laughs> someone in America. Um, peace. This is what you're saying, is peace. Bring it all to peace. Mm. Still. Call the seas to still. Mm. Call the rage in me to still. Because some of us have got hearts and souls that just rage. They rage with hurt. They rage with injustice. They rage with bitterness. They rage with anger. They rage with greed. They rage with anxiety. They rage with doubt. We're all full of something. The lack of peace shows itself in so many different ways. But we know that you can see it sometimes. People have just got a lack of peace about them. Just there's an edginess. There's something. Just you can just see it. So who knows about mindfulness? Do you get? Do you know mindfulness? Yeah. yeah. It's a big thing. Now, certainly at my work, we're all encouraged to, to be... I'm not quite sure whether we are to be mindfulness or do mindfulness or, or how it is, but there's a lot of sessions about mindfulness and being, you know, encouraging people to engage with mindfulness and the techniques around mindfulness. Because what's happened is we've clocked on, which is great, that we're becoming increasingly aware that people have got increasingly grown amounts of peace in their heart. Like there's a lack of peace and it's growing. That people on edge. That that we're having to introduce all this stuff into into work. You'll have it at uni. You'll have it wherever you are, where there's just like anxiety. There's there's this there's this stress. There's a restlessness that's coming in. So what's happening now, which is which is not a bad thing. I'm not having a go at it, is that the people are trying to bring in stuff where we can try and help people find peace. Many people look into Buddhism, trying to find peace, trying to look for that inner peace. We're looking for mindfulness because our minds are full. But our minds are full of chaos, they're full of distress, they're full of stress. Distress and stress are two different things, because you can be stressed in a good way. Um, Anxiety. And what's happened is we're trying to step into a world where we can silence, we're just trying to silence that, that noise that's going on inside our heads. That, that rate, we're trying to, trying to just turn the noise off and trying to numb whatever it is that's going on. Because nothing is better than something. You ever worn those like noise cancelling earphones? Mm-hmm. And like, I've been sat, I have some on a flight and they're sitting there and still watching the fact that I couldn't hear those kids kicking off over there. <laughs> S- still didn't give me the peace because I could still see them kicking off over there. Um, and it's like, so I've got shh, like a white noise in, in my ears. Um, that's just because I've got tinnitus. But, um, <laughs> um, but um, I have, that's a true story. It's all right. I'm dealing with it. No. <laughs> I listened to music too loud when I was a student, apparently. I thought I had an ear infection. Anyway, we won't go there. <laughs> but it's that thing of like, you can try and numb it, but it's still there. You can't avoid it. Yeah. Jesus came to, to give us peace. He didn't just come to give us an escape route. You know, we talk about, oh, well, Jesus came so that, you know, we can be forgiven and, we can, and when we die, we can go to heaven. That's all true. But he came to bring heaven to earth as well. Yeah. He didn't just bring us an escape ticket of like, you know, you're going to have to endure life. And then when you get there, it's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. No, he came to bring heaven to earth. It says yeah. in the Bible, it says in John 10.10, 10, I came that you may have life and life in all its fullness. Yeah. An abundant life in different yeah. translations. He wants us to have life. That anxiety that you've got in you tonight, maybe you feel guilty. Maybe you feel shame. Whatever it is that steals your peace, you need to know tonight that whatever it is, the power of Jesus, the peace that Jesus brings is bigger than that. It's bigger than that. Because our peace really matters to God. And that's a bit weird in one sense, because you think, why would he be that bothered that we're peaceful? Because we're clearly, if you look through centuries of human um, life on this planet, we're always at war. We're always fighting 
either ourselves, internally, externally, someone else. We, we're pretty much a race that's guaranteed to like fight, yeah? Like, you know, we define history by wars and history is written by the victors and all this sort of nonsense that goes on. It's all defined by conflict. But when Jesus was born, Luke's Gospel records, records that suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When God's favour's on you, you've got peace. That's how you know when God's favour's on you. You've got peace. Other versions of the Bible you might be a bit more familiar with. This is like the, um, the, the I was going to say the Northern Irish version because that's my joke, but it's not <laughs> NIV. It's the new international <laughs> version. Um, and, but the, the, sort of the older King James version says, in that passage it says, say goodwill to men, goodwill to all men. We know that from Christmas. Peace on earth and goodwill to all men. That, that's the, the older language. That's the term we hear every Christmas. The proof of God's favour being on you isn't your wealth. It's not your status. It is that in the midst of the chaos of life, you have peace. Jesus said this. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. What Jesus does right there is he goes straight to name the two things that get in the way of our peace. The two things that are going to rob our peace. And here's a a promise for you tonight. If we can master these two things, then we'll have the peace that we're looking for. You still with me? Good. First one is this, worry. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Worry. Who's a worrier? Anyone else a worrier? Some of us, it's kind of like a hobby. Like, you would never put it on your CV <laughs> of, like, interests and activities, general worrying, fretting. Like, I keep on winding Shant's my wife up because I think one of her hobbies is waiting at red lights in the car because <laughs> she seems to slow down when they're on green. And I was like, and, she, and I started winding her up and said, it's red at the minute. I said, yes, good job, Shant. You're happy now. <laughs> so, silly little things. But we're serial worriers, some of us, aren't we? We worry about everything. We worry about, you know, not necessarily it's, it's things that are bad to worry about but we just worry about everything we worry about politics, worrying about Brexit maybe you know, now we don't worry until the end of January which yeah. way it's going to go but like, you worry about jobs you worry about families, you worry about relationships you're worrying about your boyfriend you haven't even got a boyfriend yet you're still <laughs> worrying about them, yeah? some of us spend so much of, of our life doing it if you had to write down like, have you, have you ever done this? Like, I, I was tasked to do this once because I'm really good at procrastinating and faffing. <laughs> right, how much, how much time I spend just, like, wasting time and not doing anything. And then it is shocking yeah. <laughs> when you read it back and, like, I did not spend two hours doing that. Anyone ever, the more the fellows you ever play football manager and then it tells you how many days of your life you have <laughs> invested <laughs> in, in taking, you know, Sheffield Wednesday to the top of the Premier League or whatever it is, like... You realise, like, if you wrote down how much time you spent worrying, like, it would be scary for some of us. I've been that person. Imagine if you could just switch it to dreaming. Instead of worrying about what your, your partner's going to look like, or instead of worrying about the fact you don't have a partner, worry that what they're going to look like, what they're going to be like, what, what's, my, what's my future going to look like, am I going to have kids, am I going to do this, what if I could do a master's, what if I could do that, and you start dreaming and start, yeah. stop worrying but start dreaming and investing that time into changing the mindsets of how we think about things. When Jesus said, don't worry, don't let your hearts be troubled, he understood that when our own hearts are troubled, 
we think everything's troubled. Who knows that? It's like, I'm just in a bad mood. Everything's in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. We're not so much finding trouble as bringing it with us. Because when our hearts are troubled, we are, we are the troubler. We're the troubled ones. Some of us are so worried about things that we shouldn't be worried about. It, it's kind of insane. And by that, I mean we're worrying about things that we just can't deal with. They're too big for us. They were never intended for you or me to worry about. I'm not just talking about the big issues of the day uh, because it's good to have hearts and, and passion for things. But some of them are just too big. And what we've done is we've stepped into the space to try and take the weight of a problem that only Jesus was ever meant to take the weight of, that we are just not strong enough to carry that burden. And we've tried to step into his place. And the Bible says, cast all your anxiety. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, cast all your anxiety to God. But too many of us, we, we step into that. I'm going to hold it. And it's like, no, no. In the Bible... I don't know where it is. It's in Isaiah. He's called the Wonderful Counselor. Cast your anxieties to God. Come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. We have to stop letting our hearts be troubled. If we let go of things, that's how worry's going to drop off. We we sang the the song, Let Go, at the start, and the words of it are great. And sometimes when we're singing songs, we're just singing songs. And you go through the words and go, yeah, 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 yeah. And, And it's really good. But actually... What you need to do sometimes is just read them without the music on and read the truth because if you don't like reading the Bible or you're not, you're not there or you don't like reading or, or, or whatever it is, then just listen to the music and, and study the words because there's biblical truths in each yeah. of them. That's why we intentionally choose the songs that we sing for a reason, that they've got biblical truths in them. And this song, because we can be like, yeah, it's, it's a fast song and it's a happy song and you know, we're all like getting going for it. And it's like, but then it says, so I let go and I let love. You know what that is? Stopping worrying. <coughs> you cast your anxieties to, to, to the Lord. Yeah. Show me life like it's supposed to be. An oasis here awaits us because Jesus is bringing heaven to earth. Yeah. Not all the freedom I'll ever need. He's, you see it straight away. He's unlocking. This yeah. is what we're talking about. It's about breaking those chains that are on us. Yeah. Now, I'm alive. Wow. Ooh la la. <laughs> Can't do the thing that they do. It's an in thing. If you come to Aikman and do it, you will be shot. <laughs> We have snipers on the roof. <laughs> if you're over a certain age, kids are allowed to do it. And then the rest of us just frowned upon it. I'm joking. <laughs> so number one is worry. Sorry, uh, worry, yeah. Number two is fear. Do not be afraid. Like worry, fear still steals peace too. You're worried, but you're also afraid. And sometimes it's really hard to know the difference between the two of them, isn't it? Because they sort of run the same path, they're intertwined. I'm not sure so much whether I'm worried or whether I'm fearful because they're not essentially the same thing. But they are different, but they're so interlocked. The two often, they're sort of riding the same taxi cab, if you know what I mean. Some of us are so worried and afraid that we're just completely bound down. We're like, like, you see those loads on the back of a a big lorry and they've got these straps on them uh, just to keep everything from moving. And and that's how we feel in our lives. You just literally strap down, you can't move because you're so fearful. The Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. Or put it another way, fear is not from God. Someone once said that if you're fearful, then God can't be there because God can't work in fear. God only works where love is present. And there's the whole theological stuff you can go into about that. But fear is not from God. It says in, in in 2 Timothy chapter 1, it says, "For For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. 
one of the things that causes us to be fearful is that we're just really scared of failure, if we admit it. None of us want to get it wrong, do we? Honestly, no, one, no one ever wants to go, no, I'm just going to get it wrong. Like we say it as a joke, but it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be just fail. It's, it's not, we want to do it right. We don't want to get things wrong. We're scared of failing in the things that we attempt, but we need to fail. You know, failing is good for you. Like, it really is good for you because once you do fail, you learn that, you know what, it's not that bad. Yeah. And if this is as bad as it's going to be, then I can go again. Yeah. Like, I used to do a canoe racing when I was a kid, and one of the things you had to learn was to fall in because the water was cold. We were up in the Lake Districts where I grew up, and and you learned that like you'd be scared of falling in because who wants to get wet and uh, i do actually quite liked it but um but even in april and stuff when i march april time you'd fall in and the late windermere was cold at that time of year let me tell you and uh, you're scared but then i realized it was holding me back it was holding me back from being able to go faster because i was so worried about i, wa- I was at a, i was doing this canoe race uh, and we were going down this like white water river and I watched this guy that was going down all these rapids, just falling out, getting swimming to the side, getting back in, bombing pa- back past me again, get falling out, getting back past... And I think, that's it, he's got it right. Because I looked behind me, and there were people that were just paralysed with fear that they couldn't move. They were so scared about not getting going that they were just stuck at the start. Mm. This guy was falling out, but, but he still got back in the boat and carried on going. And I was thinking, no, that's it, I've got to do that. I've got to be all right with that fear of falling out. Because if I fall out, I'll swim to the side, get back in, it's only for a certain period, we'll have a laugh afterwards. And that's it, we've got to be good at, at learning to fall out and embracing it, and we're learning to fail, because then you realise, this is the worst that can happen, that's all right. I'm ready to crack on now. And what it does, it means that you can push the boundaries, you can push further in what you're doing, in whatever it is that you're doing. You've got to be all right with the end result. Fear of falling, falling in held back my ability to progress, <coughs> and fear of failing will hold back, hold back your ability to progress as well. The, really, uh, the reason that some of us are so full of fear is that we're full of the fear of failure. There's mm. so much power. Let, t- let me tell you tonight, go for it. Mm. Whatever it is, you're really scared, but what if it doesn't work? But what if it does? Yeah. 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 Because like, we can be like, well, it, it's not going to work. But what if it does work? Yeah. Like, you know, in life, let me tell you, you will go for things that we like to call them like faith failures. You've gone for it. And... It did, maybe it didn't work out, but at least you've gone for it. Yeah. Because even now, I mean, I'm not that old, but I'm older than most of you here, probably all of you here. But um, I'm still old enough to think there's stuff I wish I'd gone for. There's also stuff that I wish, me and Chance, we were, we've been married 10 years uh, last week, and we were, while we were away in Amsterdam, we were talking about what would you change in the last 10 years? And we were like, probably nothing in many ways. Like, maybe it would be good to have kids earlier, but, you know, God's timing is God's timing, and but there's things that we'd ha- there's ha- not so much that we change. We've not got really regrets. There's things that we would maybe talk to each other about doing differently, but it's not having regrets because we went for stuff, and sometimes it didn't work. Mm. But like, but we at least had, at least we had a go rather than getting yeah. to the end and going, I wish I'd done that. Yeah. I wish I'd done that. Some of us are scared of nothing. We're afraid of nothing. And I, what I mean by that is, you're not like some big, like, barely, like, northerner going, I ain't bothered about nothing. I'm from <laughs> York. I aren't scared of nobody, me. Like, I'm afraid of nothing. No, that's not what I mean. What I mean is, you're scared of nothing. You're afraid of nothing. <laughs> it's so small, it's so tiny, but it's got you pinned down. You, you're pinned down in this, it, by, by a little finger. Yeah. It's nothing, but it's, it's, it's massive to you. Yeah. 
We've got to push past it. Don't be paralyzed by fear. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Stop being controlled by fear and by worry because they will steal your peace. So, the question that you've all been asking, I can read it from the room. (laughs) How do we do it? All right then, big mouth. How do you find this peace? How do you stop worrying? It's easy for me to say, just stop worrying. It's the most horrible thing. Just just stop worrying. Don't be afraid. That's fine. Everyone goes, yeah, okay. How? How do I do it? Because it's all very good for me to be here and go, how do you do it? I'm going to tell you how to do it. Come to Jesus. Pray. Worship. Read your Bible. Give it all to Jesus. We use this phrase, give it to Jesus. Just give it to Jesus. What does it mean? Cast all your anxieties to God. Do not worry about anything. It says in Philippians 4, it says, Do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. One of the things that uh, comes, people say to me and, and my wife about my like, illness recently was that it must have been horrible. <coughs> I was in hospital for two months just under. I think I was in ICU for a couple of weeks. Obviously I was just asleep for most of it. I mm. <laughs> um, had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but throughout it all, there was a peace. And that when you speak to people, they try and like, it must have been like one of the, my relatives said to me, you must have been through hell. And it's like, I really don't think I have. And it's not like a bravado. I'm not trying to be um, bold and say this. It's like, well, I'm just, we just get on. You do just crack on with life, but you realize that I've got peace. We had an amazing amount of peace. And when I didn't have peace, and when I was restless and I was like, turmoil I put on some worship songs um, because I couldn't really read concentrate enough to read but I put worship songs on um, and it would sometimes they would just send me to sleep peace peace just coming into my life peace coming into my wife's life she would go down to the chapel and play the piano in the hospital play worship songs while I was there because there's a peace and here's the thing I can't explain it but this is what the Bible says. It's a peace that surpasses all understanding, but you can't explain it to someone else. All I can tell you is there was a peace because I knew that God was with me, but I generally believe that what happens to me, I'm kind of, I'm milking it at the minute. Please shoot me from 10 years time, I'm still talking about this. Because I generally believe it'll be one of the best things that ever happened to us. And again, it's not bravado. I'm thinking God's going to take a mess and turn it into a message. He's going to turn lives around including my life my wife's life you realize there's more to life than just treading water and going for it but there's a peace that comes his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in christ jesus stop trying to be the kings and queens of your own lives and let jesus be the prince of peace in your life just invite him in let me just finish with this It says in John chapter 16, Jesus is saying this. He said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In me you may have peace. That in me is the key bit here. Because you can acknowledge Jesus. You can be what we call C of E, not having to go to C of E, but Christmas and Easter. You go to church twice a year. You can even appreciate him from a distance. You know, like appreciate like a fine wine or something like that 
but what he's saying there is unless we're in him and him in us we won't have that peace every week we give people the opportunity to to invite Jesus into their lives and have that opportunity to receive that peace and we're going to move on to that in a second but just to finish off as well he says in this world you will have trouble there's a promise of God right there the reason that we have trouble is that we are trouble we've all got troubled hearts thing is we want Jesus to fix the world the problem is that we don't want him to fix us in the process because to change the world means he's got to change us we just want him to change our friends we just want him to change society but we don't want to change do we none of us like change but then he says he's overcome the world he's overcome the world Jesus came to overcome the war that is within us God sent us the Prince of Peace we didn't want him so we killed him we nailed him to a tree and then it all went quiet for a few days and then on the third day the song we sing at break of dawn the son of heaven rose again or trampled death I can't remember what it is where is your sting yes go on Anna on that same day Jesus went into a room where his disciples were they were all meeting in fear they'd locked the doors and Jesus walked in that's weird suddenly you're there and suddenly boom, I'm back <laughs> that's scary but he, then he says peace be with you and then he says as the father has sent me I am sending you John chapter 20 he went into a room that was locked whilst the disciples are in there they're full of fear they're full of fear about being, being caught by, by the, the Jewish leaders and Jesus comes in and says peace be with you Shalom. He says that word shalom, the complete peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. We need him in our lives. And I promise you I'm finishing right now. But he says this, that last bit of the scripture, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. He's saying that to every one of us. If you're a Christian here today, he's sending us in peace, not to cause conflict, but to bring peace to others, not just in the church, but outside the church. Peace on the campuses of York St. John. Peace on the campuses of the University of York. Peace in York. Peace in, in Yorkshire. And we don't need to go further than God's own country, but you get the drift. <laughs> peace. Bring peace. A peace that surpasses all understanding. That we've all just got this inner peace that Paul talks about in Philippians. Because some of us, some people paint the church like a hospital. In that we bring people in that you know you, you, you're injured and you need you need treatment and we're looking at them, we're going to muddy and we're going to stick you on the wards and we're going to treat you. Let me tell you, after spending a long time in hospital, it's horrible. You don't want to be there. But I can see people that get stuck there, and it's so sad that people that are stuck there for a time, for months, people that have been there for years that are just in this hospital. But the church isn't like a hospital. Church is like an army with a hospital wing. That's closer to our purpose. We've got a vision and a mission in our church but our, our armies have got a mission our mission is making disciples planting churches and reaching cities and in global church our model of having several small churches not like one big mega church means that we're probably a bit low I think we're like the marines we're commandos we're not the 5th battalion we're the commandos we're the elite they're going to go in special forces and take ground Instead of a large regiment marching, we go in smaller groups together to achieve our mission. We want people to come into us. We're going to help people that come to us. We do help people that come to us. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, who watched the rugby at the weekend? It's, it's like a rugby team. 
It's like people get injured. People are, are like lying on the ground with an eye sticking out and the physio, they don't stop the game. Sometimes the physio just walks on with a bit of, you know, bandage, straps them back up, gives them a slap on the backside, get on. So, and that's it. That's what we're wanting to do as a church. We want to patch you back up and get you going to get you back out there because we need you in the fight. We need you in the fight against the restlessness and the, and the demons that people have in their head, people that are believing lives. You know, without trying to be so heavy, too many people jump into this river because there's a restlessness in their life. And the problem is that river's not that deep. It is at the minute, but normally it's only about half a meter deep in the summer. But it looks it. And they, and they go in thinking they go for a swim and they get caught in, 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 the, in the waves and, and the, the currents of like whatever it is that's coming down. And go, but we've got to rescue people, not just from that, but from everything that's in them. We've got a mission on our lives. As a church, you guys as students, we're going to grow. This, this is going to be one of many um, churches that are reaching students in this city. Yeah. We've got new church plants going in Clifton, yeah. new church plants in Hewith, new church plants down in London. We've got new church plants um, all over the place that are in the minds of us at the minute, but we're visioning them out, we're birthing them out, and you guys, we want you to be part of it. Be on the adventure. Some of you have come to uni f- to come to uni, but you didn't realise you were never coming to York to come to uni that God had a plan and a purpose for you. I wasn't a Christian when I came to York. Um, I came because it was a nice place to come to uni. But here I am, 10, 15 years later, still part of the church. Never have dreamed it. If you told me that then, I would have thought you were an idiot. Like, but here I am. And it's amazing. This is our time and our turn. People, they need to know that they matter to God. Every one of us matters to God. That's a message that we've got to bring to everyone, that every single life matters. Whether we like them or not is, is irrelevant. They matter to God. You matter to God. And we don't just stop when we've been reached. We've got to go and get other people in as well. Peace, freedom, we're not supposed to contain it. So here's my question for you as I finish. Is who can you bring that message of peace to this week? Where can you be the ambassador of peace? We're called to be Christ's ambassadors. An ambassador doesn't go into another nation and tell them they're all idiots. They go in and build peace and build bridges. That's what we're called to be. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website, 